You have an answering machine too? Who calls you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I thought I was the only person who had a landline. Why aren't we like a TV show? Like the show no, show. Why isn't the he a TV show? Well, no, we're characters on his show. That's right. what it is, it's, essentially. That's what you guys it's Felix yeah. Hergood and the crew. Another episode of the Emerging Gamer Podcast. This is Neo Yoshi. This is episode 104. You have a really... What's the word I'm looking for? You got lock and key. Yeah, I'm here. Um, I don't know. It's just a good radio voice. Is it? I mean, it's it's nice. It's good. Yeah. I mean, NPR was said. It's, MP- it's yeah, NPR. I mean, I think it's a really good, uh, good call. Thanks. I like it. It's why we're paying him in Cracker Jacks. Right. Mm-hmm. That's Felix Hergen. Right. Cracker hey, Jacks. this is Felix Hergood of the Emerging Gamer Podcast. They know that. <laughs> <laughs> they know where you're from. Trip Zero's yeah. to my left. Trip Zero. What's up, guys? Thanks for uh, listening again or listening for the first time. We don't judge. Yeah. Keep coming back. <laughs> we talk over yeah, each other Yeah, you haters. <laughs> We're doing it right now. <laughs> right. Well, wait. Before then, we have a special guest. We got Carol. <laughs> or, I'm Car- sorry. What's your... What was your name? It's CZ. 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 Yeah, I know. It's kind of no, late. No, it's CZ. Yeah. I mean, you are sitting down with uh, Felix Hergood, yeah. Lock and Key, Neo Aoshi, and Trip Zero. That's not Clearly any the weirder thing. than CZ. We had Snacks the Cat last week, so. Snacks the Cat? Yeah. Jolly Pirate Nicknames, that's what I say. Uh, that's a better way to go. That's what with you it. say often? Do you often just walk around saying <laughs> Jolly Pirate Nicknames? Never never heard you say that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a reference. That's to, what I always say right now. Yeah. It's a reference to the movie The Crow. Uh, good movie. Good yeah. book. The the guy who, who shot Brandon Lee uh-huh. just died. He did just of die. Of cancer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he played the character Fun Boy in the movie. His name's Michael something. I don't remember his last name. I don't remember, but I did see a news article about his death. Speaking of people that just died, fucking Ron Glass just died. I, know. I saw. He did. Book. Moment. Shit. Yeah, Shepard uh, from uh, Firefly. Should we do a moment? Thank you. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Moment of silence. Yeah, moment of silence. Sure. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back. Um, so we are here for gaming news. Let's let's um, let's hit some quick news points so we can get into a discussion about what everybody's been up to recently. Um, we're going to hit with some quick things before we go into a little bit of bigger news topics. Um, the first one, which should have a few of us excited, is the potential announcement of the Last of Us sequel. Um, it is rumored that at the PSX 2016 event they will announce um, Last of Us 2. We do know that the Last of Us movie has been put on halt because Sam Raimi, who is actually the creator of... Um, uh, not 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 the creator of this. He was in partnership with Mr. Robot, is the executive producer of the Last of Us movie. I didn't he, know that. He I very know Sam pub- Raimi was it. He very publicly... He- very publicly tweeted out that they're just at a halt because of creative differences between um, Naughty Dog and Sony. Wow. They don't know what to do just for the like movie. Just like the Uncharted movie. It's exactly the same thing. Yeah. Gaming company wants one thing. Sony as a conglomerate wants something else. Well, it's because now you're talking about 
Sony, you're not talking about Sony Computer Entertainment necessarily. You're talking no. about Sony Pictures. Right. It's two different. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I guarantee you they want to completely fuck it up. <laughs> I absolutely happen to agree with you. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, I don't I don't disagree. So now now they're saying that at the PSX conference we are going to get the Last of Us 2 announcement. Now there's some there's some people disagreeing with this because we're getting the next uh, update for Uncharted 4 and they're trying to claim that the team couldn't be working on two things at once. And there's the group arguing back that The Last of Us came out um, pretty quickly after one of the previous Uncharted's. So we're, we're looking that we might actually get a sequel, which would honestly make me happier than, than anything. Were you guys sold on the concept of a Last of Us movie? Were you even sold on it? I don't think it's necessary at all. No, no spoilers, by the way, because I think CZ here is actually playing. Yeah, no need for a spoiler. I mean, I would, I would recommend that game to anybody because it's an amazing game. I don't think I think the movie was just a way for them to make money. Like you don't need to tell that story in movie form because it's a traditional post-apocalyptic story. I mean, but they've done it a million times in film. Do you think that it uh it can reach like a whole new audience that didn't experience the content if they recast somebody as Joel and Ellie and just do it? But but why? To expand the market for the the story. Logan yeah, comes but- out next year. It does. Yeah. What does Logan? Yeah. Old Man Logan. The X-Men it looks. Movie. It looks very oh, similar yeah. in style to Last of Us. Yeah, but I guess. I guess the question is, if if you're going to ex- you want to expand people to something that they might not have seen either, do we then expect them to go buy a PlayStation and play Last of Us? No, we're going to do that. And what are they going to make Last of Us a, a series? Well, that's like what it, I was thinking. Uh, why not make it a TV show? That's what Maybe I was it'll thinking. be better than The Walking Dead because that's a hot pile of garbage. Right yeah, now, right. So. Yeah. <laughs> Now, CZ, uh, you just got back into gaming. I did after maybe 20 years of yeah, taking you, a break. You Welcome start, back. You started real early. I did. I started with Adventure. Yeah, um, Adventure. I, which was a DOS single line. Oh, I was going to say, is this like real life games? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actual you're not, games. That's you're not, actually true. You're not talking about the Atari block, the little block you navigated around? This is like no, you no, type no, on no. a computer, up, you, go up, DOS, examine, check, something line, like that. Command line. Yeah. You enter, open door. Yeah. Door. So you have to imagine everything. Mm-hmm. It's all. It's a computerized D and D campaign, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Have you have you seen the series on AMC, Halt and Catch Fire? Oh yeah. So they I play that. Yeah. So they play. That was my life. They play like adventure Zork or whatever. Well, it, it's essentially a, co- a a company trying to break into the computer market during the early stages, where where it was already. There was it was hard to break into the market because there were already giants involved in it. Mm-hmm. But there were a lot of companies trying to do it because they all wanted to, of course, make a profit. And it's based off of this fictional company that does not have anything to do with computers that essentially gets tricked into building computers. And one of the players is actually one of the, the the people that they recruit to actually help make their first computer is a gamer. And in the office, everyone plays adventure. And there's actually a lot of scenes mm-hmm. where there will be a ton of people playing adventure. And they'll do the whole command line and they'll go through it all. Um, and it's it's unique you to see in that setting. This. Well, it's a great show. Oh, so you it's definitely a great, watch it. great yeah. show. There's three seasons I love at Silicon, this point. Silicon Valley and Pirates of Silicon Valley. The, yeah. the Steve Jobs, Bill Gates movie right. from like the 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really this, is, this is an underdog from AMC. This came out right after Breaking Bad ended. It didn't do so great in its first season like oh, wow. because of... I don't think a lot of people were exposed to it, but it picked up a lot of ground in season two. Um, so definitely worth your watch. I think it's on Netflix. But it's on, it's on my Netflix 
uh, yeah. cue. I it's a, it it's there. it's really well done. I mean, it's a good AMC show, but it was it's cool to see that game being played when it was probably brand new for them, sure. like yeah. everyone yeah. playing adventure, um, and it was so new to be able to play it on a computer, which was crazy. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty awesome. I don't know if I I would love. I wish I could have experienced something like that. So how, yeah, I was there then. I mean, that was my. I mean, I built my first computer by right? oh with God. a bucket of capacitors and and um, had that had that look when it was done. Oh, it was beautiful. It was oh, a, yeah. it was a Heath kit, the Zenith Heath kit that I I paid twelve hundred dollars for it. It had I think four. I think it had 2K maybe on it. It had an 8-inch floppy drive. Awesome. Yeah. 8-inch. Classic. Badass. Yeah. I love it. So yeah. so fast forward. Okay. So I went from that to like Doom, which oh, wow. originally okay. also that, was... 93, right? It's a big jump. Yeah, that was about 93. And then in 94, my favorite game came out, which is Heretic. Oh, and man. Th- that's a that great u- game. A great game. That yeah. used the Doom engine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but, you're like a wizard you you had like a fireball and oh stuff. Yeah, yeah yeah you walk around with a fireball and you collect things and they had like three series of nine levels to get to the exit it was fabulous I used to, I the used music to have, was so compelling yeah yeah um i used to have an old like old power mac like g3s yeah. and g4s and those were the games i had on those i had heretic and doom and a game called like an rpg called realms yeah. Do you, so, do you remember anything like that? I don't remember okay. Realms. Did you run an emulator or something? Because um, they were... No, they were they were mostly Mac, right? No, 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 no. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. Did I just make all that up? Uh, this was not a Mac. Uh, this ran on my Toshiba laptop. Oh, okay. I'm going to interject because didn't you say they remade Heretic? They did uh, not... They made a Heretic 2, not nearly as good as the original, but they did release Heretic 1... Um, on some streaming service where you could you could run it on an emulator, basically, because okay. it was sold. I mean, it, that was 1995, so that just uh, it says that that says that it's for uh, Mac OS. Okay, I know everything I read about it says it was for MS DOS, but it it, it wasn't. Says, yeah, it says MS DOS and classic <laughs> Mac OS is what yeah, it I'm says totally, in the Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. sorry, so I didn't make it, it up. Have, you could have been. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I remember point. playing. That point. was back in the day when I was in, you know, corporate, so nobody had Macs. Mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. just, My mom was a graphic designer, and she mostly worked on Macs. Yeah. My father, mostly PCs. He was a, yeah. like a data entry guy, so yeah. mm-hmm. I have best of both worlds. Yeah. Win- Windows came out in what, 91? Uh, Windows came out in, uh, Windows 3.0 came out, I want to say 93. 93. Yeah, 2 or 3, 92 or 93. Hmm. That was a big deal. And then yeah. you you dropped gameplay for a while. Yeah, I got you know busy with work and just life um, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, life and stuff. And I knew that if I, you only have so much time for so many things in your life. And I knew that if I was going to be playing games, that's what I was going to be doing. Sure, playing games. Here we are talking about them. Yeah, mm-hmm. not even playing them. So yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's very interesting to get back. And just recently you went and you bought yourself a brand new PS4. I did do that. So I I sort of debated if I wanted to start with the PS4 or the Xbox. Um, figuring that down the road, I'd probably have to end up with both just because games don't necessarily run on both. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought I'd start with MLB, um, the show 16, and 
thinking that my husband is not a gamer at all, thinking that, well, but he loves baseball, that he might be interested in in, in doing sort of... Oh, is he watching? Play. Um, I, I can't get him out of the chair. <laughs> he's got the controller in his hand. So luckily... Oh, he's playing. He's playing, like oh, on the weekends and at night. Yeah, so I, I am That's now... That's awesome. I'm now playing during the day. I had to go out and buy a second controller. It just takes one. Uh, it takes one game to hook someone. I, oh, yeah. I I was I was sort of afraid that was going or not afraid, but I know he would. That would. There's not a single other game I could interest him in. That it's just and the thing that's really annoying is he's already better. Like thing, <laughs> I I cream him with with. Um, I'm way better in pitching and whatnot. For some reason, that's more precise mm, and logical. I can't hit worth a darn, and my fielding <laughs> will make you laugh. How bad it is, <laughs> and um, I've never played a show the MLB game. You would probably <sighs> kick my ass. I don't know easily. Does he uh, like Does he like any other sports, or is he only a baseball fan? Oh, hockey, because he'll probably love the NHL game. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are fun because the most mostly every hockey fan I know loves the NHL games. See, and I'm a huge hockey fan. Yeah, so that might be another another pickup. Even if you buy like an older year one. Like you don't have to necessarily get the most recent, like 2016. You can always get like a 2014 or 2015 for probably at GameStop well, if for pretty coming cheap. Coming out with a new one, you could always yeah. Then that's, the old one because the MLB 16, which normally is what sixty dollars, I think I got for like fifteen. Oh, nice. So oh, they they regurgitate every year. Yeah. I mean, they do. It yeah. doesn't even matter. Like yeah. well, right. But if it just came out, right, you might not want to wait to no, get but, the 2016. You know what I mean? What, I, what I'm saying, right. But what I'm saying is they usually do not pack in. It's like usually like small tweaks. Maybe it's line, right. lineup tweaks. Like they're usually not packing in crazy. Roster changes usually yeah. carry over to. Yeah, right. No, no. It's, that's the biggest thing. I think the, the MLB thing. 17 has um, some of the older players where you can bring mm. them in. Oh, that's cool. You know, like Hank Aaron or whatever. Who, right. Whoever, so you could you can make up a fantasy league. The wrestling series include. have been done doing that forever. The WWE yeah. games, just bringing back old superstars, throwing the, oh, they, the modern they games. They love it. Yeah. Now that there's DLC, there's a new pack of wrestlers that come mm-hmm. out every, you know. Oh, it's, yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> but it's interesting because PlayStation has the exclusive for MLB. Yep. Like, there's no MLB games for Xbox, which disappoints me heavily, but what are you going to oh, do? Yeah. I, if there had been, I probably would have ended up with the Xbox. Mm. Interesting. I think yeah. you made the right choice with the PS4, though. Yeah, I really like I it. And I like the fact I can upgrade the, um, the, um, the disc on it by myself. Yeah, Just yeah. Throw I, in a new... I did the same thing. Because I'm, gonna, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty nearly out of space already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's like a terabyte mine. Now, moving from... You were saying earlier before we started recording, mm. you, you moved from... Your last real gaming experience moved from playing with a mouse and a keyboard. Trackboard. And, and now you've moved into the realm of understanding, you know... T- uh, t- t- what Do we agree on what these are called? Toggles or... Thumbstick? Thumbsticks? Controllers. I've been calling them toggles. Is that they, wrong? They are not toggles. What's not, toggle? Not, it's not a toggle. Toggle to me indicates like on off. a few positions, what like maybe right? three at the most. Those are like thumbsticks. A, a lot of times the, the language that I see, I think I'm saying this because when you're in a game and you go to the control scheme, it says toggle. That means like toggle, toggle something other. on or off. Yes. Usually, and I always right? call use, it use your Use your thumbstick to toggle it on or off. Right, but it always just says toggle, so I started calling them toggles. So that's the action you're doing. Yes. Not the thing you're using. I get yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. what I'm... I, this is yeah. a breakthrough. It's like calling shoes runs. 
Anyway, CZ, <laughs> back to you. Pop my runs on. But, but there's a huge, huge difference <laughs> in playing thing. between having one of those controllers and and dealing with a keyboard and maybe a trackball. Do you oh, find yeah. it? Do you find it easier, or is it is it harder? Well, it's it's got to be awkward because you're getting used to using it. But now that you've been playing, do you find that it's more natural to use a controller versus using them I, separately? I think the real issue is the fact that you have a controller with all those buttons. You have so many more combinations that you mm. can do. Okay. So it is much more complex, which right. lets you do a whole lot of things. But all of the games I've played so far, which isn't a lot, all the keys mean different things from one game to another. Yeah, there's a language, so a language you you're have learning. To, you have to learn a language for each individual game. And that's slow f- for me. And I'm not used to doing two-handed. Because in MLB 16, if you're going to field the ball, you have to pick the base you want the ball to be thrown to, go find the fielder, make him go get the ball, and then maybe dive for the ball. I mean, you have a lot of things going sure. on. It's yeah. very complicated. Uh, that's why fielding is just really... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I was trying to think of... Uh, I never could get my sister or my dad into games. My dad actually picked up controllers a couple times, so did my sister. I could never get him into it because um, whenever my sister would play it, now, a little background on me. My sister's mentally handicapped. So um, it was always an interesting experiment. M- me and my dad always wanted her to, to play so that she could, like, you know, it could help her with her motor skills. Okay. Right? Sure. But the biggest problem she always had is, <laughs> and I bought her an Xbox, and I bought her Grand Theft Auto uh, 5 because she likes Of course to- you did. She likes to drive the cars, though. She used to watch me drive the cars. But couldn't you buy her a racing game? Uh, yeah, I could. I could. I but could. You, of course, it's Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto. I <laughs> you thought. want to support Rockstar as much well, as much possible. How much more immersive I, is it if you're done racing and get out and just shoot someone in the face? You know, just have a lot of uh, variability there. Well, here's yeah. the thing: she doesn't shoot anybody in the face. But I found that there um, are other body parts. I, sure. I, I, yeah. I found that, and and this the, the other motivation behind this was. If we could get her to uh, to play a driving game, she right. could learn <laughs> kind of learn what it feels like to like drive. Okay, know? that's not that's not weird. She doesn't have good motor skills for driving a car. Okay, um, so she doesn't have a license and has never driven mm-hmm. a car. And actually, the one time I tried to help her drive a car in a parking lot, she was petrified of it. Sure, um, and never went back. Um, and I wasn't like you know. I wasn't like some kind of Nazi, like telling her that she had to drive a certain way or anything like that. I was trying to be just a, the act of actually. Yeah, doing I was it. trying sure. to be a teacher and everything like that. But anyway, well, that's terrifying. Th- when she gets in a car, when she <laughs> gets in a car, yeah, I was. <laughs> when she gets in a car in Grand Theft Auto and goes to drive, um, the biggest problem I had was she would hit the trigger, and then she would just press. I don't know what it was, but her other hand always wanted to push up. So it was like this, and, and when you're driving in a car game, like Grand Theft Auto, that's third person, it moves a camera. Right. So she'd be driving, and all of a sudden, she'd just be looking at the sky and just still driving. And you just hear the horrible sounds of people getting run over. Well, and- that's because it's it makes – oh, sorry, Trip. What were you going to say? Well, I just wanted to throw in kind of on that, that note. I tried to get my dad to play Uncharted because mm-hmm. he loved watching it, right? He's a huge like Indiana Jones fan. Perfect. Just, just love the whole aesthetic, the very movie-like atmosphere. But whenever he plays it, the sticks for different fingers, like, 
don't know if it's because he hasn't played and isn't used to it, but like moving it, it and looking is. as two separate At, actions right. together, I think throw people off the most. Same with my girlfriend, when she tries to play games that are on a controller to do kind both of thing with with running or moving in one direction and then looking That's at the same time. It's like that muscle memory definitely it happens. Helps with. These yeah. I've saw both of them do do the actions separately. They'll move, then look, then move, then look, then move, then look. Because they're not used to just kind of like the flow of it. Yeah, that's exactly me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The issue I'm running into. Well, yeah. if you think about it, games have come from a point where the camera was taken care of for you. Right. So like my mom loves Super Nintendo was her console. And she used to play it with me all the time. And she loved Super Mario. But that was a game where you only had a direction to go one way or the other. Because mm-hmm. the camera was being done for you already in a lot of arcade games a lot of old computer games you didn't have to worry about that you only worried about one you didn't worry about the camera as its own entity and the problem my mom had with newer games was she did something similar where when she was trying to do something her she would try and do it herself so like racing games every time she would still use the controller the right way to turn but she would like tilt the controller like it was going to help oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know like she was actually a steering wheel but i think your sister holding forward is logical yeah. like i want to go straight so i'm going to hold forward mm-hmm. but I, you're not taking into consideration of course that the camera is its own entity which is difficult to get used to I agree. Um, one of the things I think when gaming made its jump from 2D to 3D, that's when we saw a lot of the changes. Um, Super Mario 64 uh, almost solved that problem because if you remember, mm-hmm. the camera was always in a fixed location behind Mario mostly and the C buttons controlled the positioning of the camera. But then the moment they introduced that second thumbstick, um, just so you can independently control the camera with the movement, it definitely complicated the whole gaming process. But mm-hmm. we grew up through... The growth of the gaming, yeah. we were able to start at Super Mario World and you know Mario Bros, and into the dual analog sticks, which actually which we had just adapted into naturally. Yeah, and it yeah. was it was clunky. Mm-hmm. Like it was definitely even oh, the yeah, games yeah. themselves were clunky. But I I think you're right. I think being able to play through them figuring that out as an industry, we, we were, were figuring out how to play games too. We yeah. were forced to. That yeah. was just the way you played the games. I mean, you were you were young and you grew up in it. And it was natural for you, but yeah. shit, if it was natural for me. No, no, I, I don't think, I don't think it was natural for anybody. Oh, come on, the, the the great. Come on, you guys know what I'm talking about. The 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 great uh, inverted versus normal oh, yeah. debate. Well, sure. I used to. Those I, are, I think that's that's just like being left to your righty, though, isn't it? It's it personal preference wired. because wired, I played know? when I was playing Halo professionally. I played inverted, Did uh. you? and then I started playing regular after the next series came out because. I can't remember why, but I played inverted and was the only person that I knew that played their their like, look orientation. It's inverted. like the difference between like a southpaw boxer and a and a regular yeah, I mean, boxer. It's just like there's people that play the directional pads differently. Like why do you think the directional pads are mappable for some first person shooters? Like you can some people have the orientation the way that it makes sense to them. Like some people just can't have what they're doing and seeing it just doesn't make that connection. That's why those things are changeable. Yeah, yeah. Like there's 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 ways to map where instead of controlling with the left thumbstick your character, your character's controlled with the right thumbstick or vice versa. Like there's those are swappable now. Like because not everybody use no one not everybody has the motor skills to do that because I've, it is very complicated. I've been playing GTA online for I don't know, multiple consoles 3 years now and it was only until recently that me and a buddy of mine mapped the um, uh, the run from the toggle 
the FPS toggle mm-hmm. where uh, the joystick. I did it again. Yeah, it's okay, man. <laughs> we'll get you through. What is together. it called again? The what's joystick. A, what's a toggle? A s- <laughs> It's a thumbstick. It's a thumbstick. What did stick. you call them? My runs? Your, your shoes or your runs. Yeah. <laughs> so here's Pop your the, runs on. Here's the thing. so British. <laughs> it does sound British. I will, I will say that I got corrected by calling it a joystick the other day because joysticks Implies are still – the full grip. Right. So – because I said joysticks too and I, I yeah. still say joystick sometimes. I just call them the sticks. And I got joypad. corrected. Someone was like – that's not a joystick. And I was like, okay. Wow. Please. Chill out. You know what I meant. Slow your roll. <laughs> yeah. Take a deep breath. What, drink a cup of coffee. What's They're like, it's thumbsticks. Thumb because that's what they are. But the oh, sticks. I mean, toggles, joysticks. The joystick is for like the flight simulator. Right. Right. But now they're called hands-on throttles and a stick the, is the appropriate is term it? now. Yes. Well, that's because they've evolved. Yeah. Past yeah. Just to- <laughs> but I couldn't believe how, it was amaz- how amazing I, I put the run on the right bumper. Okay. And now when I play the game, like it's, it's so awesome. And I turned, I turned the left thumbstick into a crouch. That makes more it, sense. It com- does make sense. It completely upended how I feel about playing the game. Um, I, it's just so much smoother. You mapped it in the GTA settings, or you mapped it in the Xbox settings, or the PlayStation uh, settings. In the in the GTA settings, cool. Um, they have a couple of different because um, they have a first person mode now, right? Um, and they have a couple of different um, standard types of, of, and that's one of them. Makes um, sense. It's called um, stand, standard FPS two. It's an all okay. to standard FPS. Because I just started messing around more with the button mapping of the Elite controller. And even that's really hard to get used to, like moving buttons to certain things. Because like there's, like I play claw a lot, where my where my pointer finger on my right hand touches buttons that my thumb should be hitting, but I use my pointer finger because I can get there quicker and do other things. Right. So like I play like this a lot. It's just from playing competitive. Do you, do you like reach around like this? Yes. So 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 for example, on the Xbox controller, do we have an example? <laughs> yeah, we do. So, for example, on the Xbox controller, the way that it's laid out, if you were supposed to be doing something with your right thumb, right, to control the joystick, yeah, I said it, or thumbstick, <laughs> you would have to do this, yeah, right? Right, 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 right. But you, you're taking your, your aim off by doing off, that. Off the so yeah. what I do is I then switch my middle finger to fire. And I control with this. Mm. Wow. And that's called... You just blew my fucking mind. So that's called Claw. Mind blown. And that came from competitive Halo 2. Looks like a Claw. you were able to do what was called the BXR, which was the button glitch, by hitting BXR faster than someone going BXR. Because this is quicker, because you're hitting all the buttons much faster. So now I just naturally play like this. So in Destiny, for example, the game, the game has where you revive your teammate by holding X. But you can't hold X and aim and shoot at the same time. So problem. I hold I hold down X, aim, and still shoot people does all that, at the same time. Does that work? Oh, that's some hot you can tips. revive and shoot at the same time? Oh, yeah. You can now. You got the claw. Oh, my God. <laughs> you yeah. got the motherfucking claw, dude. Oh Trip zero. This is going <laughs> to change your world. It's changed my I gotta world. I got to fucking practice that. I so, love that. So n- not a lot of people do that because a lot of people have to say, oh, I'm going to revive. Wait, that's me. Now I can go back to shooting where you don't need to do that. So, and that's like in the competitive gaming scene as far as Halo goes and probably some other other that's just referred to that as that because there was actually a professional player that started doing that and then everybody started playing that way. 
Um, and it's just what I do naturally now. But to my point, now that you can start mapping buttons, you can change the way that that works where you might not have to do that. But it's still so natural for me to play this way that I just – it's hard for me to get you're, – you're essentially rewiring the way that you're used to doing something. It's your muscle it's memory now. Yeah, yeah. It's tough. So after changing that in GTA, I started playing Skyrim. I'm, and Skyrim allows you to map everything. So I mapped everything. I just mapped you know, specific I, – no, I went in and you can like – you can pick the specific button you want to use. Right, right. It's not just like a configuration layout. It's, mm-hmm. it's pick what you want. So it was great. Right. Right. Anyway, back, back to CZ's point. It's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, yeah. was, that was good. Pretty that much. That was a nice long – Yeah. I mean we went from The Last of Us to a whole – Discussion. How our brains and controllers work. Um, let's. You, I did want to ask her. Sure, are you having Are you having trouble with The Last of Us now that you're? Because that uh, is using definitely utilizing. That's everything both, we talk well, about. If, essentially, if, if you call walking into walls a problem, <laughs> and I would say a yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I'm still having trouble exactly as you said with the two um, thumbsticks. No, they're joysticks now. I'll never remember thumbsticks now. That you could you could, anyway, you could say joysticks. Yeah. Only we won't judge you. Yeah, you can call anyway. them whatever you want. I was going to say call them toggles. I call them like toggles. That. Fuck it. Yeah, break the norm. The left toggle and the right toggle, because in order to walk smoothly, you have to use both. Right. Mm-hmm. You also have to, to finesse them. That's the other. And you thing. have to finesse them. So yeah. I am I am getting way better. But I'm still walking into the occasional wall and and smoothly turning corners and things mm-hmm. like that. And it's the, the games now are so much more sophisticated, and you have to do not nearly as much work to get things done. Mm, fair point. Uh, so that that's interesting. I'm going like, to talk about this later, and this is my last thing on toggles, thumbsticks slash joysticks. <laughs> thumbsticks. Um, I'm going to talk about this later in depth if you want me to. But I just started a new mod, a vampire mod in Skyrim that's unbelievable. But mm-hmm. I can go on the, that later. Sure. But there is a specific perk you get for walking on water. Uh huh. But you can't you can't press when you press hard on the thumbstick you fall in you fall in the water mm, and i'm nice. playing I'm playing this hypothermia mod <laughs> so one of the places i had to go was across this entire icy like river water mm-hmm. source and i had to go like to like really slightly nice. nudge the toggle all the way you across the river. You worked them sticks. Finessed yeah. it. You worked that toggle. That toggle. <laughs> yeah. But toggle it, was, it, baby. I, like a couple of times, I pressed too hard. I fell right into the river, completely submerged myself in the liquid and died within... Hypothermia. You know, yeah, died <laughs> nice. in like like three seconds <laughs> that's or awesome. something. That's cool. That's a, that's, a nice, that's a nice little achievement. But it makes sense because in most games, you walk super slow when you apply less pressure. Right. But what I was going to say is I think last of us is actually a really good game for you to get used to the two thumbsticks because in a lot of senses you have plenty of room to just explore an area. Like there's not so like there are hard parts to the game as far as beating a lot of enemies or something like that. But I think a lot of the game gives you the ability to just experience it. So that way it's a pretty good game to get used to controlling both because while there is a lot of action, it's mostly a movie. So you're not forced to have precision, like super precision to get something done. So I think it's a pretty good, a pretty good game to, for you to get used to that. CZ, do you remember like what your choice of look around was? Was it left or was it right? Do you remember? No, I have no, no, I don't remember. What do you mean? I, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure what you're Well, when about. you do a, a controller map, I don't know if Last of Us has this choice, but you, you were just saying it earlier, you can choose the look around to be the right. 
Uh, are, you using, oh. are you using default controls? Where you look I'm around. I'm just using the default. I didn't. Default's yeah. probably left look around, right? Uh, I don't no, know. It's, it, the, it's the right probably stick. the right. I think yeah. it's yeah. the other way around. I think it's the right. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah, you move movement is left. Yeah. Yeah. Left, yeah, yeah. And you move with the left, and yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, there's to your point, Locke. There are moments in the game that will teach you each of those separately. Like you're waiting for enemies sometimes, and you can like uh, like listen and mm-hmm. see where they are, and look yeah. to see where they are, and move your like. Camera I, did, I did start then first move your character with, around independently. Yeah, I did start first with Uncharted, which came with it, and um, Rye had, or Felix, had, Felix. Men- had mentioned getting um, <gasps> The Last of Us, and that was that looked so interesting to me, and I started that one instead. I did a little bit of the Uncharted, and Last of Us was so much easier to get into. As far as from really, yeah, from a. See, I would have definitely said Uncharted for for sure, no, and I don't know why. What it was, I, I think part of it is that you've got these char- like you're following another character who leads you through things. Like where is the ladder? Go, mm-hmm. So then you know to go you're, look. You're for absolutely the ladder. right. And, yeah, and I need that help right now because this is a whole new world. It's, mm-hmm. com- it's so complex. The, AI in it is wonderful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I think Uncharted is much more action movie. This is like a a sci-fi drama. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's... For us thinking about Uncharted, it's just like, it's it's fucking Uncharted. But like, it is very much more fast-paced action. Like, you're, you're... your comparison to your father of Indiana Jones is 100% accurate, you know? So, um, I think, I think you will, and I forgot that it kind of tells you what to do and it kind of walks you through it, especially if you're playing it on an easier difficulty, um, will kind of tell you exactly what it wants you to do, which is nice because you still experience the story. You still experience those characters, which is, which is good. I was just using Uncharted as an example because, uh, Last of Us is kind of like a Debbie Downer most of the time. Sure, and, and like you know, games supposed to be a little fun, um, and it's like you know, Uncharted's like the fun action romp that you yep. you have fun with. But mm-hmm. you do make a great point about Last of Us. Kind of helps guides you. The other characters guide you through the levels, and it's actually very. Uh, it's a good, it's a really great point. Yeah, it's engaging. Yeah. Actually, yeah. It engages you because you're interacting with another character on mm-hmm. it that's mm-hmm. helping you. Right, right. Which is totally new. Oh yeah, you know. I think you could back me up on this lock. Um, re- I always you, will back you up. You man. you played Last of Us, uh, not Last of Us, um, Uncharted recently too, right? I played the first one. Okay, so I think I remember because I played all four recently that there was an evolution of growth in visual cues. So I think the first one had super shitty like visual cues. Yeah. So the first one, to just be very frank, is is real bad. That's not what you're playing, right, Susie? No, no, I Real started bad. with four? the four. Okay, it starts and, out in a boat. You, yeah, yeah, well, they all do. And yeah. and I don't, I don't mean bad as far as the story or the characters. Like playing that game is hard because the camera was god awful in Uncharted awful. One. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was mechanically not a great game because again, we're talking about a game that came out forever ago. But they do. Naughty Dog definitely followed the Uncharted suit by having everything in in 
in yellow, everything you're supposed to do is yellow. So right. that's a hint for you. If you if you don't know where to go, find whatever is yellow because that's what it wants you to interact with. Whether that be a ledge you're supposed to climb over or or a door that's yellow, like that's their visual. That's Naughty Dog's visual yeah, cue it, of what it wants. The you games to do. do let you know they that you're wandering around aimlessly. Also, mm-hmm. they'll, it'll like ping you and be like, "Hey, uh, you're looking. You're supposed to be looking that way, buddy." Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ellie says shit to you all the time. Mm-hmm. And last mm-hmm. of us, like, why what? are you over there? Which is super helpful. We're going this way. Because sometimes you're just so lost in this world and you're like, I I don't know. Because like, I think about that first time where you meet uh, one of the characters in, in, in Last of Us and it opens, up, it opens up the city a little bit more. And it's like, if they weren't guiding me, I'd be wandering around aimlessly for a while until I figure out exactly where they want me to go. So the yellow is a good visual cue to the player throughout the entire, you know, throughout the entire game to know what to do. Yeah, true to form, I think Last of Us and Uncharted 4 were probably the best the, to do it. I mean, right. I think they got really smart with it. They got really subtle, and they got creative with it, you know. Oh, they learned, yeah. And they just they just weren't fucking around. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were just providing people clues on on what... Because the game games itself were hard enough. You right, know? Like sure. Some of the situations you get yourself into. So let's hit... Um, I say we're going to hit three out of these four because the one's not so huge. But I want to quickly get your guys' opinion on something that the Oculus chief engineer had mentioned recently. Um, So let me bring up the article here to make sure I don't misquote. Um, So the Oculus co-founder and chief engineer Jack McCauley um, shared his thoughts on the future of virtual reality, saying he doesn't believe it will necessarily, in quotation marks, be tied to video games. As a gaming platform, I'm not sure that with Unity and Unreal, which are the engines, we really understand how to write an application that doesn't have secondary effects like nausea. He explained this to ING. And we don't know how to write gaming content where you're so used to where you're we're so used to writing first person shooters that we're not sure how to write first person shooters for virtual reality. It's not that great of an experience and kind of makes you a little queasy. So this is interesting. Because virtual reality has been sold as the next big thing for gaming. And I think we're, we've talked about this a lot, like the Uncanny Valley, right? We talked about video games. We, we're not able to tell the difference between an AI, something that's computer generated versus a movie with actual actors. And that is something that is very difficult to reproduce because the human eye is trained to notice these little subtle differences. And I don't honestly think we'll ever get to the point where a video game will, will pass the test i don't believe that however virtual reality is a good way for there to be a next step but some of these things that he's talking about are true people have a problem with wearing the headset people have a problem with doing first person and then not feeling queasy because now you're experiencing it as if it were you so for them to say that we don't know if the future of vr is in gaming is pretty big to me for them to admit something like that but i don't know how everybody here feels about that I definitely think the application for VR extends from gaming, absolutely. Um, I don't think... I think what will help it survive is its non-gaming applications, um, whether it be going to a concert in your headset or mm. watching sports from the front row of, you know, the game. You know, um, it's it has a ton of applications. Even, like, even in, like, corporate business areas, it will. Um, like, you need to be in an engineering room, but you're, you can't be in person. Well, put on your VR headset, and now you're working on the project with them as if you were in the room. Makes like, sense. It, there's a lot of applications. Gaming is definitely a good place to get it into the hands of the masses, because um, if, if you sell it as that, then it'll easily you know it'll easily become a, like attractive to a lot of people um and i think that's great i think i think gaming should be 
a huge part of it, but I think it's going to definitely take off from there and become something mm-hmm. much more. So do you, do you see this in five years not being a gaming, a, a gaming device, but more of a, I don't know, like a Swiss army knife for all the things that you mentioned. Is this just, is this just another natural piece of electronic versus a secondary to a gaming console or a gaming rig? I hope not. I mean, that's a really tough question to predict that future because uh, sure. I think I think it depends entirely on the developers. If they make great experiences that people want to go out and get, then yes, it'll be absolutely a gaming platform. Trip, why did why didn't I get sick when I put on the? I I walked into the experience of the the PlayStation VR expecting yeah. to get nauseous, and is, did I say that right? Nauseated, nauseous. Nauseated. Bo- both are correct. Is it nauseous or nauseated? Nauseous. Both. Either. Either. You're good either, with nauseous. Either. I didn't get nauseated. <laughs> My comment to his comment is just that I don't think everyone is going to get nauseous. Well, I was playing a third-person game. Oh. I wasn't playing a first-person game. Well, that's going to have something to do with it. Yeah. Did you, did you, you see a character? body experience. You, you were controlling your character from behind in, in your Fallout yeah. experience? No, it wasn't Fallout. What are you talking about? What were you playing? Remember the the game in PlayStation oh, VR you're... I played? You I thought you were doing the Bethesda thing. What was it? Right. No, I never got to that. No, you were like floating above your characters and, and controlling them. Yeah. Oh, like an RTS? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah essentially. Yeah, I, think yeah, I was what... just pointing and clicking a character to walk around. What did you have, CZ? Uh, d- don't you think this is going to run into some of the same issues that 3D ran into? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it sure. seems like it's the same as if you, you know, it's the bulky headset, it's x number of people who sure. can't tolerate it mm-hmm. um yeah i mean the, no, you're abs- the place really the playstation one era is plagued by terrible 3d games because people were th- figuring it out yeah you know so i i think but they i think it's okay for them to admit that i think it's okay to say right now first person games are the best experience because they make the most sense more than third person but how do we make it for the masses because anybody could pick up a playstation controller during the ps1 era and play a shitty 3d game that wasn't done well not everybody to your point trip i don't know how many people actually get sick but not everybody could put on a headset and do it it's not it's not reaching everybody because making some people sick some people don't feel like wearing the headset whatever it may be yeah i mean there's a lot of factors to it as well but i just i think him saying well i don't know what we're going to do with this it's it's not a good solution we don't know how to build this stuff yet is like someone writing games for the nintendo entertainment system saying we can't make a fully interactable scale replica of new york city so what's the point of making games mm. you know what? like i think they're thing, really no no oh, no but okay. i'm saying like you're going to get better you're going yeah, to have yeah. experiences to develop for these these purposes and everything you make is going to make it better by a little bit and you'll improve and improve until it'll be fine until you'll you'll fix yeah for- whatever your issues mm. are you know whether it's like a motion sickness issue because of a frame rate thing the tech gets better right if it's a, a concept of your game thing because people don't know how to apply VR, someone's going to have an idea about how to make it really engaging for third person. Like it's going to happen, and getting people to have their hands on this stuff only makes it better and more accessible. Funny, um, not to to jump back to the birth of 3D gaming. Um, at that time of development, three different companies were making 3D gaming, and they were doing completely different things. Super Mario 64 is one of them. Mm-hmm. Crash Bandicoot by Sony was another, and Naughty Dog actually yeah. happened to be Naughty Dog. And the third one, who was it? It was a third company making 3D gaming. Um, was it Doom? No, that was before. It was. Um, 
it was someone else. About. Yeah, yeah, but they all you. did it a completely different way, mm-hmm. and and from their own closed off, you know, development studios. And um, we watched. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know why what the point I was trying to make, but that's how we learn. And we, that's we learn. And, and they'll learn from each other, and hopefully the the you know the product will get better because of that. Yeah, it's the did fact you, that will. This did is the you, first year. This is just the first year. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys see uh, her by Spike Jones? Great no. movie. Yeah. Wait, you it, haven't? I'm not. Oh, wow. God. No. no, I saw All three of you have not seen her. Oh man, do yourselves a favor. Do I really want to watch her? a guy in love with his Siri? Yes, it like was you hour, do. Two hours? It's so good. It was her and Ex Machina that came out around the same time, right? I, I saw Ex Machina. I saw Ex Machina. Yeah, yeah. I just haven't seen her. I didn't it, see the other half have... of that AI discussion. Her is definitely the second half of seeing Ex Machina. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Well, when you put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, you, you need to see both. They're companions. Two sides of the In my AI opinion, coin. those directors didn't intend it, but they came out like maybe a year apart from each other, and they are companions. Crash Bandicoot, Super Mario 64, conundrum. They, but they're companion yep. pieces. But the, the what thing reason I brought it up is because in the middle of the movie, uh, the main character played by Joaquin Phoenix comes home after a long day or whatever and it's sits. Joaquin. S- Joaquin. It's Joaquin it's Phoenix. Joaquin. It's Joaquin. That's how he pronounces it. Go on. Talking over me and shit. Uh, no, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Phoenix, no, you're not. Don't back but down. But he comes home and he plays not the future of, of VR that we're all talking about, but he ta- he sits down to play the future of AR. He plays an AR game where there's – that was AR, right? It was. I just really quickly – now finish your thought. I'll say it after. But, but that little character that's basically standing in his living room with him asking him to go on an adventure – and then they it, they proceed to like, I think the character like walks from his living room into the game, and then they he proceeds to play essentially a fantasy adventure where this character is following him along and yelling at him and saying all this crude mm-hmm. shit to him. It's it's actually a really funny levity. It's reminded me of the Walter Mitty movie, which mm-hmm. I watched recently. I saw it for the first time recently. Harvey? What? Oh, the Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is really good. So yeah. now I think you know what I think I'm going to watch this because. It sounds, uh, it sounds you, very you, similar. Yeah. You, I mean, it's not like action packed. It's not a thriller. It's a Walt, think Walter Mitty was it's, not either. It's totally it's for you to think about. Like, mm. what am I doing now? If this is the future, but what I was going to say is, I don't think VR is the future. Personally, I think augmented reality is the future. Exactly what we well, saw in that movie. Yeah, I, I had a friend I, who says the same exact thing. To me. I think we are better suited to interact in our world as we are now with technology versus having to be put in a chair or on a treadmill with goggles. Not that virtual reality isn't cool or it doesn't have its place, but I think us as a society can adapt to something changing the world around us easier than we can adapt to virtual reality. So if augmented reality like the the HoloLens from Microsoft can change and can have professional applications, you can start seeing things that happen in Minority Report and all of these things where you're interacting with a screen on the wall. I do believe that augmented reality will probably have a bigger place than virtual, but that's just that's just my opinion. Well, I mean, going back to the, the movie Her, I, I truly think, even though that movie is super bleak, I mean, it's not as bleak as Ex Machina, but it's really bleak. It has a bleak future for us, if that's where we're going, but... I thought it was accurate. I thought it was accurate. Maybe we're not going to be as bleak, but I think the way the world is augmented, I thought would be super awesome. And I, and I think the overall movie, not just that scene with the video games, is really an accurate portrayal of where we're going. Like in terms of 
how we use technology in our lives. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen it, but that's it's for sure. We've we've talked about it before on this podcast. I actually have, is I have the, the Blu-ray out there if you want to borrow it. Yeah. By the way, in that future, Blu-ray won't exist. <laughs> I can almost guarantee right. that. <laughs> I mean, digital. I mean, yeah, physical media is not going to exist in a couple of years. <laughs> but no, AR is for sure going to be the next step. It just it makes sense. It's it's more of a of a technological hurdle to uh to cross but once that's done like Locke was saying it's easier to change your environment and have your body and mind accept it and work with it and and do things in that environment than it is to like force your eyes to see something then force your skin to feel something force your nose to smell something that's a lot of work right that's where we're at right now technology wise but it's going to be a lot easier once we figure out the AR I'd love to play a first person shooter that's AR you know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. Where, where like the uh, the soldiers are possibly coming off like a screen or out of the wall or something like that, and I'm shooting them down and stuff. Yeah. That would be like super awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, that's uh, the freak, idea of, freak of me the fuck the, out, uh, the Hololens, Microsoft's Hololens. There yeah. are games that mm-hmm. take advantage of your environment and have characters that like will walk on your couch or your table specifically because they know your terrain. Yeah, like looking at their their Minecraft demo. I don't like Minecraft, but looking at their Minecraft demo with 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 the augmented it's reality crazy. is absurd. Like that is a game changer if they can integrate that with their Xbox fully. Like did that you, that changes everything. Um, CZ, did you see this? No, I we'll haven't. have to we'll have to look up the video so you yeah, can yeah. see it because that is truly to me, and it's a game that I will never play. But that tech I is revolutionary. If you want to, it, nope, never, never it's a really clock, good. never a clock. Not my thing. It's a very pretty server. I mean, I don't doubt it. Just I don't think I can. You're welcome anytime. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Appreciate that. You can build me a house. Um, so let's move to uh, what was supposed to be the future of gaming. What was supposed to be so Again with the transitions. What was supposed to be so revolutionary in our software development. The biggest was the biggest flop of gaming history. The biggest hype of gaming history? And biggest flop? hype, most certainly. And what? what's it called? Endless Sky. Endless Min, Sky. Min Sky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are talking about No Man's Sky. Um, but we're talking about it because after months of silence... 90 days, to be exact. Three months was of it silence. exactly 90 days? Well, just about. It was like 92 days. So it took them 90 days to figure out what they wanted to do. They have definitely figured it out. Oh, yeah. But Sean Murray, uh, founder of Hello Games, creator of um, No Man's Sky, has released what they are calling the foundation update to No Man's Sky, which is getting and, – and, and comment on this, guys, because you were, you were very big followers of this game. I've you both played this. I know you do. You'll air all your grievances and your excitement. I'll help you out. Thank do you. you feel like this is getting us closer to what this game should have been from the start? Is this, is this the new DLC for, for The Division? Is this, is this an equal assumption to make that this is trying to give you what you thought you were getting from the beginning? Short, an- short answer, yes. Okay. It's literally the exact words I was going to say in the order I was going to say. Short answer, yes. Short answer, yes. <laughs> yes. But, Perfect. But there's a huge but. Oh, there's a but. Um, a big but. They they did. They dropped a lot of big big balls. They dropped a lot of balls. Okay. Uh, as as we waited through 90 days uh, of silence. And they released this. Now, this albeit big patch full of massive amounts of changes, uh, which I'll get to because uh, I did play it yesterday. 
I, I played with the update. You've, you've had oh, hands on. Oh, yeah. oh, I got hands on, baby. I haven't had a chance to actually apply it yet, but yeah, I've, I I've ha- read all I the changes. I reinstalled logs and everything. the game. I reinstalled it. So, really quickly, before we go over the changes, because I know you guys also want to talk about what you've been up to, let's um, tell CZ exactly what No Man's Sky is and why it is. Because it's a game that, if it does get to a point where it's. Where it's good, this is a game that she could actually buy for her console. So can, you know can, what, you might just, enjoy it in its current state. Who knows? I'll yeah. So let's do just, a little bit of backstory. I'll do, I'll do a quickie. I'll and do a before quickie. we dive in too deeply, like yeah. with, I got stats like, and everything. I got I disparaging pull up. it and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, the game is still a lot of fun to play if yes. you want that kind of experience. So Correct. just put that out there. Right, and I'm not going to just be needlessly harsh on it. But I will be, be as as one of the be harsh, <laughs> be harsh as be, as be. one of the paying customers. I feel as though I have somewhat of of a say because you I was it. promised. I was promised essentially. I was a golden goose or look, something, look, I paid, and I was given like a stupid little little duck. I paid sixty dollars you know I mean? for it. I could have yeah. I could have gotten it for like what ten, fifteen, whatever it was. You like waited, a couple you days bought it ago. on Friday. Yeah. Well, that's another thing I wanted to talk about. What's up? I give you permission to be drama queen harsh. I'm okay. You do it. Mm-hmm. You, you have, go, girl. You have Felix's. Yeah. You, you yeah, go, girl. Taking off the leash. So, baby. so really quickly right. in in two minutes, give give CZ the elevator pitch. What is No Man's? What was No Man's Sky, and why was it revolutionary? Three years ago, they showed this amazing trailer at E3, this big expo where they show off the games. Yeah, um, and it was this mind blowing demo where you watched. You watched Sean Murray present this game, and he was on on this planet looking around. You know, he he saw all these crazy animals and got in his spaceship and took off and went into the atmosphere. And then you saw ships come in, and it was this spectacle. It was this crazy spectacle. As the years, uh, you know, went on, like two or three years within in the development, he would come on and he would say things like, "Oh, and you'll get into space battles where you'll side with you know X." you know, faction or Y faction, and then you'll go land on your planet and then you'll, you know, what's up? I was going to just say to note how it's very different from other games. It's, it's procedurally Procedurally generated generated galaxy, right? Universe. So so what that means is there, I should, I should have clarified that. Yeah. What that means is you can never, ever visit every planet there is in this game because it's so massive that what did they say? Even if you landed on one planet for only one second, it would take you, like five lifetimes to reach every single planet. So mm-hmm. it's the first game where not every planet was built and coded and developed. Since it was run off of this different this different platform, they were able to expand it to like trillions of trillions. planets. Yeah. Which was supposed to be revolutionary because you will you will never be able to make it to one side of the galaxy and see all of the planets. So it's building it on the fly. Mm-hmm. Essentially exactly. procedurally generating it, yeah. And things don't load from from space between planets onto the surface. So you can fly towards a planet and have it say like, you'll be here in like 10 hours at this speed and like use your, your thrusters. You'll be there in like 30 seconds, right? Get to the, get to the planet, fly down through the atmosphere, no loading screen, no loading screens, fly onto the surface, find a spot to land, land, explore, get out, see what animals are there, harvest minerals, look at bases, find aliens. Yeah, loading, and, I think loading screens are hidden between for like your thrusts, like your, yeah. your big boost. For but the yeah, most yeah. part, it works like this. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's an wow. it's an immense idea of a explorate. Like it was to the point where there were there were um, physicists and there were there were all of these pe- professionals in the science fields that were extremely excited to just explore this game because it was something that 
we've never been able to see before. So real, there was a real, lot of hype. real hand job for Star Trek nuts. Yeah, really. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude, I was yeah. Already, I was in. But so then hard. it turned into be a dry HJ. So what do we got? Well, Over the pants, yeah, handy. It 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 fell it fell <laughs> fell off a lot of its promises that it it had, and it they didn't follow through. And needless to say, they went silent almost immediately after release. And like me, me was Sean Murray was was tweeting every day. And then all of a sudden he stops. The creator indie, of the game, indie developer, by the way, yeah, not a big, not it's a team of like fifteen people who did this. Real small group of people. The internet so tore it's, them it's, apart. It's mm-hmm. impressive, but much. they didn't address any of the issues. They were right. very vocal pre-release about how you'll be able to not only like name planets, but like interact with people and things like that. And then yeah, they he said he said the chances of you meeting your friend in this galaxy is very small. Well, within the first day of release, two people found the same planet, landed on each other's planet, and they didn't see each other. Sean Murray was basically, he was like, wow, I'm so impressed you guys did that. I didn't expect that to happen. That's like almost a quote of what he said. And then he just kind of like didn't disappeared. Didn't say why yeah. they didn't see each other or if they were going to see each other. I just, I honestly thought there was just no net code. Like my assumption is there's no net code to actually For that see even other process, players. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, big update today. Or I'm sorry, well, this week just, just happened, this foundation update. I want to just give some quick stats, actually, since we're talking about the release of the game that I have here. I'm looking at Steam's info, and at launch, this game had, I will tell you exactly how many players it had. Scrolling, scrolling through, here we go. So Yeah, those charts are pretty ridiculous looking. Oh, yeah. It had, on around launch weekend, it had almost 200,000 players playing it. It dropped off, as you can see here, almost instantly. It almost went... Back to the hundreds, which is very low for a Steam game, especially a game this considered this hyped. This past weekend, it jumped back up. It peaked on Friday at eight thousand players. It went from four hundred players to eight thousand players in a day. And I just wanted to point this out because this definitely got people interested again. Not yeah. twenty two hundred thousand interested, but I mean four hundred uh, to eight thousand is still a pretty significant jump in player base. Mm-hmm. And you can see yeah. you can see the people who how many people bought the game almost. Eight eight hundred thousand people own this game on Steam, and regular people who regularly play it are in the thirty. I'm sorry, three thousands who regularly play it. Yeah, that's garbage. Eighty, 80 eight hundred thousand people have this on their their. their eight hundred thousand people bought it. Three thousand people play it. Correct. Garbage. Regularly. Yeah. So, I mean, people's so, issues originally when the game came out were. Um, there were a lot. Some of them were lack of planet variety because everything being procedurally generated is also randomized. It's also very so your, samey sometimes. Your animals are randomized. Is your terrain, your ecosystem, yeah. your environment, and sometimes you could land. You, on got, you guys saw the Jurassic Park video, right? That, yeah. yeah, it was like super random. Like it would random randomize body parts on the on the aliens, yeah. so, so they looked really so weird. Part part of the anger was what they sold was this very very beautiful cohesive. Planet with with animals that made sense for the environments they were in, and when you play the game, you'll end up with like a bird flying around with like like Fingers. wobbly hooves yeah. that just flap around. Just it, it looks wacky and weird and drab, and sometimes you can end up on these just pieces of shit planet. Do you have and any just, idea how long they've worked on this? Um, <laughs> at, three at years, three or four years. Yeah. <laughs> I think this. I think this planet See, might might be retarded. <laughs> 
This is just a piece of shit planet. <laughs> yeah. So what do we? Let's let's quickly hit so you yeah, guys can you guys could you guys could talk about what you're playing because we don't have that much time left. Oh, what sure. exactly is in the foundation update? What right. have we got? So major thing, base building was 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 okay. added. Right. So now when you enter the game, you have three modes to choose from. You have the standard mode, the one that that was released with the game. You have a survival mode, which I guess makes the game in, in a lot harder. Okay, I haven't tried this yet. Okay, and then you have creative mode. Very oh, similar nice. to like Minecraft. You can choose to be a you know you can play an RPG style in, Mi- in Minecraft, or you can play it creatively. Nice. Um, creative mode. They start you out on a planet. They give you a home base. They give you your your starter ship, and um, essentially, uh, you just create these seamless um, buildings. And actually, I think it's a lot more seamless than Fallout Four. Funny enough, it's better than no, Fallout it's Four. Probably super better than Fallout oh, Four. Oh, everything snaps. Not together. even better. Super better. Super better. <laughs> The, um, the my recent experience with Fallout Four is that, is that I'm done playing it with. It's okay, the but it's a wrap, man. We don't. My recent experience is that I'm done playing it. That's no, good. Done You're playing it with, with the settlement. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm done with. The but settlement. yeah, so so building base actually not that bad. Pretty fun. Now I know you're going to ask me. You're going to say Locke. You're gonna, Al Locke. You're going to say Alex. How are you going to get back to your base? It's a big galaxy. What's going to happen there? Well, that's a really great question, Locke. I'm glad you said something. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh-huh. You any any <laughs> planet you, know? you go to with a building, um, or the freighter that you call in because you get a freighter now as you see in this video uh, that you can call in. You can land on this freighter from any planet in the galaxy, and there's a teleport that will bring you back to your to your home base. So you can bring all your resources back to store, and you can even call your ship in from anywhere. So like even if you leave your ship on a planet, it, you can teleport it back here mm. with a with a little button collar thing nice. that you build unless you're on the retarded planet you can't you can't do it from the retarded <laughs> no one wants planet. to go back to I, that i've planet. heard official it's official okay yeah. okay so base building yes what else we got um the lot of reasons of why they called it the foundation update is because they added things that make the game like playable basically playable so right. there's there's stability game engine improvements sure. things like it that does look yeah they did improve some graphics and ui there's also yeah. just like things that make it literally more fun to play like there's a quick menu a lot of times if you're like needing to harvest a certain material or if you don't have the right equipment set up you have to like dive into these very complex not at all intuitive menus to figure out what you needed to recharge or find quick menu thank god game changer items now stack like similar items can stack so you can carry like the same thing instead of Mm -hmm. taking up you know a a slot per molecule of whatever you harvest which is just so much easier to carry around materials um uh, Neo mentioned the freighter you get. So, like, you have your little ship that hops between planets, but you also have this literally massive ship that your ship can land on, like a space mm. station-sized ship. Got it. That can carry, you know, fucking everything. So okay. you can use that to, like, move equipment and, and probably materials to build your base on whatever planet you want. Um, one of the notes I read is that you can break down your base and get all the materials back, which is nice, too. Yeah, one of their re- like, and, they, and they actually somewhere. made the base building really cheap material-wise. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of interesting. Um, and I'm just looking through the patch notes here. It, it is an endless, oh, endless dude. supply of patches. So, and like I said, they've I been busy I these these silent ninety days of theirs. I haven't they've played this yet, I'll like I said. That. But like when you were playing the game, yeah. you would run into this this issue of not being able to open doors or containers without a certain type like, of pass. That. Right? There's a pass yeah. called an Atlas Pass. Mm-hmm. You can't create one of these until you get a certain uh, distance into the story where you meet this like alien presence that teaches you about how to, how to create this stuff. So you like, you're trying to explore this and, and if you don't want to go down the story path, you just want to like hop around and explore. You have just barriers everywhere. You can't get into anything without this pass. And it was 
frustrating and nothing told you how to do this or get it done. Mm, I remember I made they, that mistake. Yeah. They eliminated the that Atlas need. level one need. There are still doors that 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 hide, you know, very very high level stuff that you'll need to craft passes for. But like the base requirement is gone, so it lets you play more organically, not kind of funnel you down a certain path to get a need or get an item to open up a a door or some shit like that. Okay. So do you think, uh, last question I have, um, just unless you guys want to talk about this more and not talk about what you've been playing, but uh, do you think this is like one of a few updates that will eventually get the game to be what we want it to be? I definitely think that's why they called it the foundation update, because I think this is them trying to set a foundation of things to come. Okay. Okay. Have they have they openly said that, or are they just being that, are they just being coy and silent? It's about in the their blog. It's in the blog post updates. on their website. No, oh, they're yeah. like this is they were like pretty much like this is the foundation of of changes we will be implementing throughout the coming months. So all three thousand players will enjoy it. <laughs> Yay! That's dope. <laughs> and or, or when listen, it I give them, I give them credit for trying. They could have just taken everyone's money and ran, and, and they were silent for a really long time, and that really pissed a lot of people off, including me. Because pissed you off? You were mad. I was. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm gonna. I You're wasn't wrong. as mad. We, no. we had an episode about this. Yeah. I didn't mind as much as you minded. Yeah. I still played the game. What about Deus Ex? As like a very chill kind of zen game. And to how play. long did you play that for? I mean, it was like two days at a time. Then sure. I would do something else. But like the experience was what I wanted. Like I sat and watched the Olympics, but then also like mined some gold and sold it for money. Right. It was very like, like cathartic and repetitive and, and, and stuff no like that. Style. Yeah. It was, it was, it was fun like that. Um, but his silence as a developer that's the it is that was of, the worst part yeah and then his his posts related to this foundation update kind of made me upset when i wasn't originally upset because his comments were like oh if you had been with us for the past three months you know how important this is like yeah, where have you been kind of by saying yeah. like that he's also saying you shouldn't fucking open your mouth to complain because we're working really hard and you guys are babies and should have liked our game that's what i got from the flip side of what he wrote you know and i'm like Trip's mm. coming for you. Like, relax. That was the subtext. You know? it's, it's I read it as it, that. It, it was like, it did kind of feel like a I'm probably projecting. Face. But like, Maybe. he seemed like a little bit of a baby. Like, well, you should probably appreciate this. We put a lot of fucking work Dude, into people it. People were giving <laughs> you people paid you for a game. Man. You know? Dude, I, I, can't, I can't even imagine what it's like to be Sean Murray right now, man. He's probably taken so yeah. much, like, flack yeah. for all this. I mean, and true. Very Deser- tough, deserves you know? all of it. Now, don't, don't. Why are you going to sugarcoat it? No, I'm, but like, imagine being the receiver of all of that. Just like, imagine actually deserving aggression. It. Sure, but like, how do you not even acknowledge any of it? Like, look, guys, I know it sucks. I'm going to fix it. Just fucking chill, you know. Like, he you know, just he ran all away. Right. Yeah, he ran away and said nothing. Oh, I'm, I'm. Listen, you don't got to sell me. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I sound like you now. Yeah. Like I was Good. cool with it, and now now join getting, the dark side. I'm getting fired up after he fixed stuff. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so more to come around No Man's Sky. Maybe as you guys play it some more. Maybe as some new updates come out. But uh, let's just wrap up on exactly what you guys have been up to. What have you been gaming? Myself, I've just been doing Battlefield One, Overwatch. Yes, Battlefield. Um, and that's really it for the most part. I mean, I've been playing a ton of Overwatch. Um and uh, just hardcore in Battlefield One because hardcore mode got released finally so that's been that's been pretty awesome. I am still playing Skyrim Special Edition. No shit. Oh, no shit. I'm sorry, Felix, but if we don't have much time, can we talk about new games? I'm <laughs> no. sorry, I don't want to be that asshole. What? what, what, what I, I, I played how about how about you do this? For that is my new game. How about you do okay. this for me? How about you just tell me in 
as quickly as possible what mods you're playing. I thought you were gonna say, how about you tell me in twenty minutes when the show's done what you're playing in your mod. <laughs> tell me what too. mod tell me what mods you're playing <laughs> and why. I love I love you. I not love not you. every mod. Not every mod. I can't tell you every mod. I already did that on the show. I don't oh, okay. need to, I don't need to repeat it all. Cool. So what mod show. are you playing the right now? The mod update would be uh I added sac- sancro sorry, sacrosanct vampirism. Mm. Okay, it's What's made. By, it's made by the guy. If if you're playing Skyrim right now, you'll know the guy who makes Ordinator. Ordinator expands the skill trees. Got it. So Ordinator took us to like you know, every, I remember every skill tree's got thirty now. Right. So they did that for the Vampire Lord, but they also buffed and added a bunch of perks for regular vanilla vampirism. Mm. So before you become the Vampire Lord, you um, basically go down a path where it's boring as fuck. Like you can do like two things. Like you can feed and then like, it's just terrible. Okay. It, ne- it never encouraged you to want to be a vampire. Right. So I played with the alternate start mod, which starts me randomly in a scenario. And I start as a vampire in a cave randomly somewhere on the map. Mm-hmm. Uh, I leave the cave and I go out in the world, but now I have the powers from this new mod. Right. And the, here's just some of the things. One, it's real quick. Oh, you, I know. You can it's walk on war- water. We're you going can turn right invisible it. once a day. You can, Interesting. You can throw your throw a mist down somewhere and then teleport to it, which is really neat. Anywhere on the map? Yeah. You just I, I, It's like a spell. You cast it in a certain area, mm. leave the area, and you, you can, can teleport, teleport back. back to the area. Okay. Um, you build over time to a type of spell casting called uh, hemomancy. Uh-huh. Blood, blood magic, mm. and there's four blood magic spells you can unlock as you feed victims to death. Okay. Now this is getting crazy because I'm also playing with no, I'm also playing with a need. <laughs> no, I'm laughing a need mod. It's getting crazy. A need mod. Okay. Like, you you need to feed, and I'm playing that on pure. So I have to be. I'm a pure vampire. I have to consume human flesh, as opposed to eating food. If I eat food, it poisons me. Okay. So you have so, to kill people. Right. So I have to kill people. I'm also playing with a not essential NPC mod where I can kill anything. Okay. Except for like a few NPCs here and there. That are essential. So I've gotten to the point where it's actually more practical to kill everything in the game. Mm. Because if I don't, I'll actually die. And you've done that in Fallout before. I did it in Fallout, but there was no purpose. No, I know. I right? know. I mean, this, this is just this, this is just your psyche. Right. This yeah. just has absolute practical reason but I'm like, it's funny because I'm just cleaning out towns on the map. Right. Um, it's really hard. It's like Salem's Lot. Yeah, it's a lot like Salem's Lot. That's, you know, you and I are big fans of that book. Yeah. So, uh, like, as I'm playing it, I'm, like, getting into the role. and like Right. Yeah. Like, I'll camp outside a person's house that I know I'm going to kill. <laughs> this is so goddamn creepy. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll set up a fire. Just across the street, like, and like you just watch road. him through the window. Yeah, you, you, you no, find no, him and you no, just look at him. You do this no, whole I, thing. I, you just I, point to your I eyes. I sit down. And, coming. I, I sit down with my follower. We sit around the campfire. I go. I, I sleep during the day. Right. I'm you never, got to. I'm not playing this game. If you watch my stream right now, I have like, watched your stream. Well, so, you you saw it. Somebody's yep. like, "Why the fuck is it so dark?" <laughs> and right. I'm like, "Because I have to play at night. Because during the day, I don't heal. I don't like. I don't gain anything. Like right." 
So I'll basically die if I get killed by anybody or get attacked by anybody. So it's really neat, you know. Like, no, I think um, I think the really cool thing about the mods, and I said this before when you were playing it, not as a vampire, that I think the mods add a whole other element to Skyrim that just wasn't there before. It makes it more real. And that's what I meant, um, Neo. Not to disparage you, but like, it feels like I'm playing a brand new game. Yeah. That's that's why I consider it. And, and, and for I'm with fans, it. fans listening to our show who like Skyrim, I mean, th- well this, worth it. This is just good, good stuff. Oh, keep in mind, though, I don't know if any of this is on the PS4 version. Probably not. Yeah, but it's definitely on Xbox One version. What you got, Neo? What you been up to? I'm playing Battlefield One. You playing like regular Battlefield One or hardcore? I did not know hardcore was out. Oh, it's so good. So I've been just doing the normal game modes. Ugh, so sorry. Yeah, please well, play I might hardcore. Please. So way better. Really, let me just tell you really two things that they've changed with with hardcore. Two major things that they've changed. Um, so to get there, you actually have to go to custom games over so you won't find it in the normal server list that's probably why you haven't seen it Mm -hmm. because for some reason it's tucked under custom games and it has a separate server um so it no longer highlights um friend or foe a lot of friendly fire so when you run a corner and it's me it's a second before my my team icon pops up so a lot of team killing tons of it you didn't kill me once no that's because i don't suck yeah i didn't kill you either you don't suck either. Okay. Um, but the other thing is there's no more visual cues for kills. I know. And there's no points when you do get a kill. There's just an audible cue. Like the ping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if I kill somebody across the map, I have no way of knowing if I've killed them if unless I see their player icon oh drop God. or I hear the icon. So if there's an explosion that happens that at the same time. so much. Oh, it's, you. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a whole different experience. It's just like the meta of, of, of battle. Like you yeah, can, yeah. you can actually find a hiding spot I, I and got, actually play sniper. Like yeah, it's you fun. can't do that. In the I guess like already just what, from what I'm playing is now I'm playing on my PC. Okay, got the got that high res screen. Nice. Got these big ass speakers that I'm rolling with. This game is so immersive in its sound design and its visuals. I am blown away by the quality of this battlefield game completely yeah it i i've never been this hooked on a first person shooter before so not since destiny see it's it's interesting because i felt the same way when i picked up battlefield 4 and i was very late to the battlefield 4 game so i played three briefly played four when it was on a flash sale and got the entire ultimate edition for like 20 bucks so all the dlc everything and playing that with my headphones on my astros and playing it in surround sound um is a complete immersive experience where I don't need to be interacting. Like I could lay on a mountainside and see three people in a 30 minute match, mm-hmm. like only scope three people and still have a time and still feel yeah. like I'm actually in world war one. It's like, I, I, I find myself looking at like the mud and then mm-hmm. like the my gun gets the mud on it. It does. And then I'm just like, Oh, it looks amazing. <laughs> and then you just, it's the mud shiny, the mud shiny. And it looks like it, it changes. It does. I, De- it, the, it the light yeah. is just breathtaking. And I can't even imagine what it's like to play on high res on a PC because I'm it's 1440 P right. And because, I'm, I'm raising the resolution scale. So it's actually higher than 1440 P being rendered. Right. I'm playing it's on a crisp. I'm playing on obviously 1080 P probably even a little less from oh, an Xbox one. This, and all of those little details add up completely. Yeah. Um, and it still feels 
completely real because I think what really sells it is the sounds. Oh, yeah. Your footsteps, the, the, the things your of gun, ammo hitting the ground. And, yeah. yeah, all of those little things are tremendous when you're playing a large-scale warfare game. Do you guys remember the sniper scene from uh, Saving Private Ryan? Tell that tell, this is a good story. Yeah, this is really good. So we're on a, a map that's very hilly. It's in Italy. It's rocky. And there's a chapel. And sure enough, uh, we started in the map next to the chapel. So I, th- everyone's rushing in the battle, so, yeah, and so, I silently like just climbed to the top so, of the chapel. So we were playing Rush, where Rush is you have to take two control points, and you keep going through the map taking two control points. And I'm rushing Bravo. Like, I'm rushing B hard. Could keep rushing it. And I'm Gotta like, that B. it's just Felix and yeah. I playing it. And I'm like, Felix, where the, f- where the fuck are you right now? Or like, are you even helping? And he just starts laughing. <laughs> he just starts laughing. And I'm like, where are you? And I go to spawn and it tells you where your teammates are. So he I see his spawn on me. So I seen his green dot. I'm like, I'm going to spawn on you. And here's Felix in the, the top of the chapel, just like in, just like in saving private Ryan, where the sniper is. And he's laying prone on this little wooden square with his sniper, just trying to snipe people. No, no, dying, I got like, laughing. I got like 12 kills. Oh yeah. Like I was sniping people left and right. They were all fighting Sniping's around. Fun in this game I had too, a perfect yeah. eagle eye to like the spot that people were trying to take, and their guys would run in, and I was literally boom, confirm kill, boom, confirm kill. Not that it was telling me; I just could see their head explode every time <laughs> I shot them. Yeah. Like it was terrific, but it pretty felt good. like that scene in that in the that's, that's got to be pretty good. Wow, it was so good. Yeah, like that was my moment. That's when I was like, this is a ter- I mean, it, terrific game mode. Because yeah. I don't get the same way when I play the other mode. The conquest. Because I shoot one uh, person and they know exactly where I am on the map and well, they come find me. Yeah, the difference between Rush and Conquest before we, we give No, the not other- Conquest. Hardcore versus regular uh, mode. Well, no. Then that, those people we were playing just weren't good because there's still muzzle flash. Like People still oh, know yeah, where yeah, you yeah. are. Yeah. It's yeah. just and, that and they didn't If you're know. a sniper, you see the reflection of your scope. Yeah, you see the muzzle. Yeah. yeah the, there's cues so you can't just... Because the game wouldn't be fun because right. everyone would be in the hill sniping and it wouldn't turn into an objective mm-hmm. game. It would just turn into everybody yeah, hiding yeah. trying there to snipe each other. There needs to be counterplay. Yeah. 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 But it's – I mean I any first-person shooter fan should play the game if you have the ability to purchase it because it it is unlike any other experience, especially if you're playing on a nice big TV with good speakers. I mean it, it's like nothing else. It really, it really is very it. unique. It yeah. truly is. Unless, CZ, you don't want to be caught in the, the fog of war. Actually, this sounds fascinating. <laughs> mm. It's, it's yeah, quite dude. a spectacle. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. like the future war shooters. I don't like games, yeah. modern warfare, like Battlefield 4. Like not only many people be- do. Because of the genre. Like, I'm not really into the modern time period. Actually, it just reminds me too much of, of now. Like, sure. No, I get I, it. I know that's what's going on right now. But, like, you know? the idea of having a single bolt rifle where you're, you're reloading constantly or, you know, you, you have this just these old grenades that aren't, you know, like, you don't have a billion different type of grenades you can throw. And, you know, to, to run through gas and have to put on a gas mask because you're choking out to make it through an area. Like, they nailed... The World War One vibe. There's like horse they did play. It. You can yeah. you, you can get horse cavalry. Horse play. Like horse ca- play. cavalry. Do you, you like how he's, he's yeah. he cupped when he did that? Profile. There's, there's horse my play. Profile. <laughs> there's horse play. Um, no, they they really did. They they nailed it. Uh-huh. And I haven't touched the campaign yet. And I know neither have I. I know you've mentioned multiple times that the campaign is great. Um, it's just really hard to break away being a multiplayer. I can't do it. Player, it's hard to break away from that. I'm not a multiplayer um, player. I haven't finished. I don't even. I haven't even touched it. Right. Yeah. So really quick 
quickly, um, CZ, just for more. Battlefield is very different than a lot of other shooters because a lot of other shooters, when you're playing online against other people, it's usually a team of eight players versus a team of eight players. This is a team of 32 versus 32. So they, these games have always been massive because it's supposed to replicate actual warfare. And giant maps, um, too. And, yeah, a map where if you were to run from one side to the other, you'd probably be running for 10 minutes. Um, so they're massive and it's supposed to replicate mini battles within a huge war. Um, so it's a completely different, different experience if you were to play that versus another type of multiplayer game because it's trying to do something pretty differently. Um, but there's fans of, of Battlefield that only play it for the campaigns that mm. don't really mess around with, with it because they've, they've done campaigns very well. I'm, uh, yeah. three and a half. Wait, wait, there's six total, um, missions. missions. And I'm three and a half through. Yeah. I'm actually, the map we were playing in multiplayer is the map I'm on in the campaign, which is the Italian campaign. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they capture the Alps, the Italian Alps. Like, right. It's unbelievable how, cool. how, how it looks. I mean, now, there's one more game I've been playing. Okay. Um, and I have only touched a single player in this game. That is Titanfall 2. Ooh, okay. So, interestingly enough, haven't touched the multiplayer yet at all. Um, but the campaign is really fun. It reminds me of, like, almost. The level design is almost that of like Half Life Two, smart mm. level design. Not close. It doesn't nail it quite that, but they give you a whole bunch of like mobility. It's very futuristic, very futuristic game. You get a you get a mech, you get your Titan, yep. and this Titan travels with you throughout the campaign. And what it'll they'll do is they'll put you in situations where you'll be forced to use the mech. And then they'll put you in situations go, oh, we have to split up now. And then now you're wall running and you're getting to this other spot to fight off bad guys. And he'll, he'll fight alongside with you. And there's a lot of really cool set pieces and moments in the game that are a lot of fun. It, critically, it's doing very well. Like it's, it's, for, it's, yeah, for, for, as, be- as well as it can do. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people saw that as a throwaway game because Titanfall was like a flash in the pan. Yeah. Um, but Titanfall 2 has been doing really well. It has a good player base. It's pretty popular on Twitch. Um, and it and it's done some pretty good reviews. But you, you have to it's be... Season it, Pass you, is essentially free, too, which is pretty great. They're, they're okay. releasing all maps for free. Nice. So there's no Season Pass model. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a good breakaway. But you have, you have to be into the super, like, futuristic mm-hmm. genre because that's not... Like it's not; it's the complete opposite end of Battlefield One. Yeah, like, oh yeah. So you would need to know going it's into very this polarizing switching between the games. You would yeah. need to know going into this that I'm running on walls. I have jetpacks. I have, which is fine, because a lot of people love that. So it's it's good to know that you're enjoying it because I may pick. I meant I may end up picking it up because I did enjoy the multiplayer of, of the original Titanfall. Right, and I actually did play that one, the original Titanfall multiplayer as well. Right, but uh, for some reason I kept hearing good things about the story, and there are a lot of cool mechanics. For example, one mechanic is you find this old factory that you're at with um you you, you arrive with your robot your your mech I keep saying robot your Titan um and you find a device that's like a temporal shifter and you every time you click it 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 jumps you between two points in time so like you eventually find yourself in this rundown factory and you'll sw- you'll switch time and it's fully operational with guards and everything and they notice you they go oh. Where did you come from? And then they'll start firing at you and you'll jump back, fight some monsters in the present day, run along the walls, change your time again. And then you're behind the other players fighting mm. them. And then they'll go, where'd he go? Check, check your comms. See if you find him. Like you'll hear them chatter trying mm. to find you again because you're jumping through time. You're blinking in and out of existence to them. That's pretty interesting. Neat. Oh, That's yeah. Cool. That's cool. Um, and then later on, they give you a device um, 
that is a, it's a, like a almost a third gun. I want to say I don't I forgot what they called it, but it essentially toggles switch it toggles switches on the wall. Yeah, uh, but you used it correctly. I'm just yeah, yeah. it toggles things. So as n- now you're in this this wall running kind of obstacle course where you're you're trying to make platforms come down with your toggle gun. You're right. trying to shoot these switches, and now you're essentially making your pathway as you're trying to make your way through the ep- the uh, the level, and you're shooting things at the same time. Mm-hmm. It becomes like this really cool exercise in working these new mechanics into your already existing wall running mechanics and right. shooting. It's a lot of fun. It's awesome. like it's really cool to like just have a refreshing cool. campaign like that. Did you say you bought it, Cece? I did. You did. I did. You're in for a treat. I I I, I um, kicked it off, played it for maybe like five minutes only to just take a look at it, and it looked really good. Oh yeah, yeah. The graphics were fantastic. You can dig the um, the future stuff, though. the tech, yeah. future tech yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Sweet yeah, sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I'm all over the map. The war thing didn't interest me until you started talking about it, and then it just sounds fascinating. If you have have you um, have you ventured onto Twitch TV? Okay, so what I would recommend as a new gamer, we now have the ability to watch people. This is going to sound crazy. People watch people playing games, right? So people can stream what they're playing, and you'll normally see them playing the game, and it's it's a hobby. Now, you can actually, when you go to twitch.tv, browse by game. So you can actually click on Battlefield or click on enter any game name for the most part and see someone playing it to kind of get an idea if it's something you want to play. Um, So it's kind of similar to watching a game trailer on YouTube, but this wasn't intended to sell you the game. This is someone actually playing the finished product. Trailers are crafted that way. I found those actually on YouTube where they... Somebody has recorded their gameplay. Nice, oh, cool. and that's in fact why I got the Titanfall. Nice, yeah, cool. Was I watched it and it looked really awesome, really cool, awesome. So, well, you can yeah. watch. I mean, I'm going to be live streaming <laughs> Battlefield One. You're going to say Skyrim. <laughs> you can watch Skyrim. I'm going to be playing uh, my Blood Vampire. Is there anything that you're playing that you wanted to update us on? Or uh, yeah, I mean, well, I'm, I am doing Skyrim remastered as well, along with Felix, because I uh, I built my computer rig over the summer, right? With my uh, 1070, my GTX 1070. Mm. So I really wanted to like put some graphic mods in there and just make it look gorgeous because i right. played the play battlefield one with me man i, I probably do should. it oh just do i it. haven't played a battlefield game but but oh, that sounds like so good it sounds like the aesthetic like the world oh. war one kind of super realistic it, kind it, of, i mean it yeah it is and i'm mind, i'm yeah, sure yeah. like i said it's probably even more so obviously on on the pc being able to tweak the the yeah. the resolution settings but oh dude skyrim just looks so so beautiful right and i'm playing like a very realistic playthrough like i'm using some of the like I need sleep, food, water things that Felix was talking about. I have the add-ons for like you get cold if you're higher up in the mountains, you have to right. wear clothes that, that cover more of your body. Oh, you, you, the campfire I building, mention, the tents. You, you should download Winter is Coming. What does that do? Uh it gives you Game of Thrones style like furs. Nice. Oh, that's kind of works, cool. works yeah. with the hypothermia mod. Yeah. So it's it's pretty good. Um, I, well, I turned on his stream and he was geeking about the fur hoods he was crafting oh, yeah. for his <laughs> vampire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, so it's, it's a very cool way to play the game. Awesome. Um, I'm playing the hell out of Pokemon Sun. Okay, it's I a, saw I saw yeah. your uh, your 3ds. Oh yeah, I had to clean up a couple. I, couple I enjoyed you talking there. about it last yeah. week. Yeah, it was it was dude. Yeah. It's it's still a lot of fun and it's more fun now that I've had more time with it too. They threw out a lot of the old tropes of the old games. Like, if you you guys have played Pokemon a little bit, Dabble? I mean, the last one I played, I played was and earlier. Uh, like, no, it's been way like long. Red, right? 
Well, like, I played red, yellow, what was it, silver? Silver and gold. Silver yeah. and gold were the last ones I played. I mean, all the way through, same. Okay. Like, I only dabbled in X and Y a little bit, but nothing ever held my attention to until keep playing this. it. Okay. This is enough newness in Pokemon that, like, it, it's drawn me all the way in, and I'm going to finish it. this game for sure. Awesome. Gyms are gone. You're now on That's islands. That's the weirdest thing. That's the weirdest yeah. thing to me. I, I can't comprehend that. You're on islands like Hawaii. It's called Alola. It's Hawaii. Let's uh, just be real. Right. There are islands, and each island has a different kind of trial, and you just have to do the thing in this trial to and then, conquer the island. Yeah, and okay. then, then fight like the trainer that's that's leading that that trial. Nice. Um, your Pokedex is is separated by island, and your your total collection you can search through. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. Like all the animations are fun. Like that's the, awesome. The moves are fun. It just, it, it's it's like refreshing enough. Where it's uh, brought me in. There's a Pokemon Snap function almost. Oh, like no. You find a spot where you can take a picture of Pokemon and you try to like Tell, is capture it, them doing certain things to get more more points on like a fake oh, Instagram just, thing you upload to. You just brought you just brought me yeah. back to Pokemon Snap, man. It's it's fun. It's a lot of cool little things to play around That's with. That's awesome. Um I, I yeah, it's it seems to be doing well like with with responses as far as users go. I don't know if like it did well with with uh critic reviews, but yeah. I don't think that game was ever anything that was smashing with the critics. No, it, was it was always was, a fanfare game. Right. They just made it a little bit different and a little bit right. different. Um but the full 3D is super cool. Um Nice. Like you were saying, gold and silver, it's where I really stopped. Last right. thing I actually finished. This one I'm going to finish for sure. Awesome. You'll have and, to update us. Yeah. And then with my friends, um some of my friends that have just gotten a PS4 We've been doing Dying Light co-op. Like four uh, Oates people, was telling me about this. Four Damn. people playing. How Dying has Light. that been? It's changed the entire experience of Dying I, Light. Because I, it just, it's just sitting on my dra- hard drive. <sighs> I can't play it, it with harder? you, but no, it makes it easier. But you're with your friends, and it's, it's really now unique. Fun. Yeah, I mean, I think Dying Light, even Dying Light as a single-player campaign game. I don't know if you know about this one, CZ. Dying Light is a um a zombie game, zombie apocalypse apocalypse game. Uh, but it does a lot right, I think, that a lot of games miss. Like, it's just a fun overall game. You have this open world to explore. Uh, you have this crafting element for en- for weapons. You can build stuff you collect, items, stuff like that. You you have a parkour element, too, where you can climb up buildings and jump over zombies and really kind of use your environment uh, to help you, you out. Cl- climb on pretty the, much everything, yeah. The animation is great. The graphics still look good. The voice acting is incredible. Um the missions are fun. It just, I don't, it does so much right. I don't know why it fell off, to be honest. I don't know either. I, like, I, mean, I feel like a lot of people like three slept times on it. I tried to start that game. I've started it, went back and played it multiple mm. times, but what didn't get me was the story wasn't super engaging for me as a single player. Yep. But I feel like if I was running around with three or four people, like rolling around rooftops and yeah. jumping off and and crafting flamethrowers and things like that, I feel like it would be more interesting because it's less fun. it's less about the story and more about the how experience. Are, how are we going to tackle this? Yeah. together, right? And the soundtrack. Oh my god, the soundtrack. It's, like it's real a, good. It's like a John Carpenter uh, film. It's so good. It's yeah. amazing. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad you're revisiting. Yeah, it. that's a lot of fun with the friends. So, cool. yeah, I think like the. Um, the ultimate edition, like that has all the DLC, all the add-ons, was like twenty bucks over That's the weekend nothing. or something. So they just yeah. snagged it, and we've been rolling. That's so. awesome. Um, I think we should wrap. 
Yeah. We're, we're a little bit over, but that's okay. Uh, whatever. Um, you can find me on Twitter at lock underscore key. You can find me on Twitch where I will be streaming Final Fantasy 15. Mm. Um, that will be going live tomorrow, so which you won't know because you're going to be listening to this three days after, but maybe I'll still be streaming it. Uh, so that's twitch.tv slash lock, which is L-O-C-K-E underscore the letter N underscore key. Don't forget to like all the Facebook pages uh, for everybody in the network, Fireside, EMTV, of course, uh, Emergent Media Network. Um, drop us a like. Let us know how we're doing. Drop us any comments. Um, and I will see you next week, Felix. So, uh, Neo, you got to tell me, did I did I get your name in there everywhere? Yeah, all, you got me. I, I exist now, guys. I exist. Yeah, I, we, we had a hard time getting Neo Aoshi officially in all the social media sectors. Awesome. No, we got, thank I think you. We I appreciate you it. But, yeah, so you can, um, you can check me out and find all the guys on twitch.tv forward slash Felix Hergood. Currently, I don't have a very stable stream because I have weird problems that occur. But hopefully, you'll catch, <laughs> hopefully you'll catch me on a day when my stream is working great like Locke did. Uh, I'm streaming Skyrim uh, Special Edition on Xbox. Um, definitely Battlefield 1 occasionally on Xbox. Um, and then I'm also streaming GTA 5 and Watch Dogs 2. This is Neo Yoshi, and this time next week, I will be playing Final Fantasy XV. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm really excited to play this game. I have been waiting a very long time. Reviews are in as of now, and they look good. I was reserving my hype until now. But yes, you can find me at Twitter at Neo underscore Aoshi. I won't be streaming the game. Maybe. <laughs> Probably not. This is uh, Trip Zero. Uh, thank you guys for listening, as always. I also won't be streaming this game. Final Fantasy is a game that I experience uh, on my own by myself. Um, but I, I will be streaming. I promise you. I know I keep lying to you. We all keep lying to you. But recently, me and, and Kevin Oates did another co-op stream. We did Gauntlet on Loved the PS4. It. I love it. And that it. was a lot of fun. Um, had a couple people in there chilling. It was, it was a good time. Uh, you can find me on Twitch. It's twitch.tv forward slash trip underscore zero. And it's the same for Twitter. It's at trip underscore zero. Follow me there. You can see when I'm... When I'm streaming, I'll be tweeting out uh, that information, game thoughts, news, whatever. Um, Final Fantasy 15, well, I will be playing for sure. We'll all, oh we'll all chat about it next week. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about it. Um, I'm kind of I'm kind of sad a little bit that this game is coming out right when Planet Coaster came out because <laughs> I really want screw Planet Coaster. I really want to play Planet Coaster so bad, uh, but that's besides the point. If it's Final Fantasy time. It's Final Fantasy time. It's easy. You want to uh, shout anything out or? Uh, yeah, I'd like to thank yeah. you for inviting me, and oh, I had a great thank time. Thank you for coming. And I came with a whole, I'm walking out with a whole list of things I want to try. Mm, nice. L- well, I mean, up. you know, did our job. Let us know. Yeah. Ask well, we, us anything. We'll, we'll be there great. for your game journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can borrow anything you want on the stack. Of I'm going to take a look on. The yeah, he'll out. he'll never play any of those. So you can, yeah. just can borrow those. all of them. Yeah. He'll you'll he'll I never know if they're gone. Sleeping dogs. You can take that whole stack, and he won't know the difference. Sleep. Hey, hey, real quick. Sleeping dogs is going to be the Xbox One game. I heard. Yeah. So I heard that won't make a difference. He's still not going to play it. I did play it. Vampire mods. I completely. Completed yeah. it. <laughs> oh, sorry. I completed Sleepy Oh, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, yes. Uh, welcome back to gaming. Thank you for being on the show. It was awesome having you here. Um, so we'll we'll look forward to some updates as you continue to game. Uh, but we will see you next week for 105. Later. Ooh. The Final Fantasy. Because that's all it'll be. Mm-hmm. That's it. Later. See you guys. But do you know how to get out of here? Fuck you, shithead fuckface. Get the fuck out of my face. (laughs) I think it's a test. Fuck you. Fuck 
fuck you. Well, fuck you, little shit. <laughs> Follow me, fuckhead. <laughs>